With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My junior year, a bunch of us, like had a huge like 12 person league with the old line a bunch and a couple other guys we had like steve garcia in there we had uh mikey Sentlevere, doug haw bunch of bunch of units and uh <laughs> units we, we had we all had the draft at my house and we all drafted and then after we were like i was like okay we're we gonna do a prize and we can all put in five bucks or something we're like oh we'll figure it out later like, we don't really think about that right now because we're all broke Three weeks later, I'm three and zero. Oh. Everyone else is either two and one or one and two or zero oh and three. <laughs> and like, do you want to do this? And they're like, Nah, man, you're just gonna win anything. Sounds like I actually did end up going undefeated for the only time that I. You didn't get paid. Uh, nope. You should I'm fight them. I'm just fighting somebody. Just bill every single one of them on Venmo five bucks. <laughs> it was uh, damn near doable. You just yeah, you were undefeated on them. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I had Matt Ryan and Julio Jones the year that they went to the Super Bowl, and they he won the MVP. They both went off. I also had Demarco Murray his last good year with the Titans. Oh my god! And I had Devontae Freeman. He was just oh man, that team was dirty. They were so dirty. Yeah, Brad, dirty did... enough to give up a twenty-eight to three lead. Yeah, I was just gonna ask, like, as a fan, where do those? two quarters rank in like the greatest moments of your life you have to be up there. <laughs> dude, right dude i remember i was watching the game with my dad and at halftime i was like all right 21 to 3 the shit fucking sucks and i was like the defense just needs to get a stop the first drive of the second half and, I know good. and then it's 28 to 3 because the falcons scored their first drive i remember i called my mom i was like mom they I'm scored fast too yeah dude. i remember I like, that yeah, I was like, I'm not going to school tomorrow. I'm going to get you down. <laughs> and my mom was like, no, you have to go. And I was like, whatever. And I'm just pissed. And then they slowly start crawling back. I'm doing oh, my like, like, <laughs> We could actually do this shit. When Julian Edelman uh, caught them. The yellow one? That shit was insane. Because I was watching them good, uh, with some other Patriots oh, fans. And we're like, that's the greatest catch. Thank you. <laughs> Super Bowl best in history. All right, cool. Yeah, it's... You you've had a lot of good moments as a fan. It's unbelievable. In your time, in your time, bro, like this, ar- arguably Brad, during this gotta, era, there could not be a better team to be a fan of than the New England. Brad, Patriots. you got to realize that what Patriots fans like experience that should not happen. normal. Like maybe once that. every I'm thirty so, years. I'm, yeah, maybe especially football. Football, of course, because I mean, every year I was like, oh, we have a chance to make the Super Bowl this year. If you doubt that they do, then you're an idiot. But like. 
the, the they're the only really anomaly in my fandoms because like I, you don't know this i don't even know about you know this but like the reason i'm a patriot fan is because in 2007 uh that was like the first year that i was really like watching sports center watching football or anything and becoming like aware and so i would watch sports Center all the time and that was the year brady threw 50 touchdowns mm-hmm. and then in the um in the uh, in the year and they went undefeated until yeah. the super bowl and I was like, wow, Brady sounds like Bradley. That's pretty dope. <laughs> and uh, I, I, bet, I bet $1 on Simple. the game with my grandma, the Super Bowl. And uh, I lost a dollar. And ever since, I was like, I'm not giving up on him. And so I've been a Patriots fan ever since. But, like, I'm also, That's funny. I'm a, so I'm a Laker fan as well because hometown. Uh, yeah. and then, but I'm a San Francisco nice. Giants fan. because Yes, a, sir. I did not know yeah. that. Yeah, I'm a Giants fan because my whole my mom's side of the Talk family is all from Northern California. So, like a I'm just really happy you're not a Dodgers fan. Like that just made me really Dodgers, happy, Brad. Fuck the Dodgers. That just made me really happy, Brad. Fucking beat LA, bro. I'm a, I'm a Kings fan, fan too. Dude, Giants are, uh, Giants are up uh, seven to nothing on the Mariners right now. Which yes, sir. Yes, were sir. You, were you pretty tapped in during those World Series days? Oh like, yeah. Okay, twenty yeah. ten. So tapped 2010, in. Not really. Twenty ten. Oh, twenty ten. Not really. But uh, let me see. Let me see what you got. What you got cooking, dude? Twenty. Oh, we got we got something to see. Oh fuck. Oh dude. yes, dude. sir. You gotta be shitting me. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, dude. Twenty twelve. I remember twenty twelve was dope. Because remember they acquired uh, Hunter Pence at the uh, the trade deadline, and he's from been my favorite yeah. player. Ever. Yeah, I have two signed jerseys from him. He's been my favorite really? player ever since. Yeah, I took a picture with him. He's my favorite player too. Dude, he's yes, dirty. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes. My favorite player by far, and it wasn't even close because he's like, so I got hard. I got a jersey signed by him in twenty seventeen spring training. He's a common. Yeah, dude. He was going through spring training, signing jerseys for the fans, and he goes, my wife makes me sign every every single uh, jersey I see. And I was like, fuck yeah. And then his last year in the Giants, before he came back this year, sucks that he sucked this year, but so it was, it was right before, it was two, year, two years ago, um, my uh, aunt actually has, uh, she lives up in Lafayette in the Bay Area, so um she hmm. has she's a lawyer and she has a bunch of like connections and one of them is uh in the uh organization and so we were able to get seats uh we were able to get passes to go watch bp on the fields like right oh, behind nice. the cage yeah yeah and uh, 100 pence oh. sees me wearing a black uh number eight jersey and he goes hey nice jersey man and he goes turn around and he signs that shit for me I'm like, bro, this is actually the second jersey you signed for me. He's like, no way. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, this is dope. And then he was like, he's like, what are you doing, man? He's like, what are you up to? I was like, oh, I'm actually going to play football at uh, Eastern Washington next year. And he thought that shit was, he was like, man, that's fucking awesome. Hell yeah. <laughs> I was like, fuck you, dude. This is, this bro, that's is sick. Dude, dude, Hunter, dude, Hunter Pence, he's just like a normal guy who can hit a baseball. That's all it is. Dude, that really is. is. The yeah, craziest stance I've ever seen. Yeah, like, it's ridiculous. How open it is, and it's just like, <laughs> wiggling the entire. He swings that shit so hard too, dude. So hard, swing, uh, bro. And you could tell, like, he didn't it's have any the batting way- lessons or anything. Like, hundred <laughs> parents who were like shelling out five hundred bucks a month for batting lessons. Like, he, he told all the hitting. He told all the hitting coaches, "Go, go, leave, bro." I the ball. Like, 
a 38 ounce wood bat at like nine years old. You just have to like figure out how to swing it. His parents are like, you, this is all we got. Figure it out. Oh my God. Swinging a metal rod around. Yeah. 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 But that's two. You've, you've lived through two dynasties. Yeah. The, you missed out greatest. on one, the first Patriots one. You got the second one. You but... got the second one. You got the second one. Um, I mean, you could say the kind of lived through the Lakers won the end of 2000. Yeah. 2000. So that, that you was, can definitely that nice. say that. Yeah. Um, Wait, did then, you did you start watching basketball because of Kobe, Brad? I started Yeah, I that's did. That's why I did. Yeah, yeah that's why I did. Yeah. In 2000, uh, 2010 was actually the year that it that – it, I, I remember the first – the first game, because I remember, like I would, I knew who Kobe was, of course, but I didn't really sit down and watch the entire basketball game until the game seven of the NBA Finals. Oh wow! That was, your first, that was your first time seeing Kobe. That was the first. Oh no, my That God. was the first time really like sitting down and being like, like "Holy shit!" Game seven versus no. Celtics. That was your first yes. time seeing Kobe. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was like, an introduction. Yeah, quite, quite yeah. an introduction. Wow. So ever since then, yeah, been a that's incredible. Fan, so. Yeah, it's been it's been a good good little decade to be a sports fan, but I mean, definitely sucked as a Laker fan after twenty fourteen. Tough years. Been, there some big tough Jordan Farmer guy. Jordan, hey bro, Robert Sacre, you know Jordan Hill. Dude, Robert Sacre was so bad. <laughs> so bad. Because Xavier Henry had this one. God. Out and he just. I don't even remember what team it was, but he has one of the nastiest posters I've ever seen. And I was, ever since, I'm like, oh, Xavier had Xavier Henry, G League MVP or D League MVP. You're right. I forgot about that. He just cocked it back, right? He drove from like the middle and cocked it back and just boomed on him. I remember that. I was the guy like, bro, Brandon Ingram is going to take us to the, to, the, to the promised land. And I was like, Lonzo Ball's the one. It's- <sighs> All right. Listen, about Brandon Ingram. <laughs> I'm happy to have AD. I love Anthony Davis. Brandon Ingram's a fucking dog, man. He's he's gonna have a career. I think he's better. Brandon Ingram's just primary. really good, man. Never gonna be the primary guy in LA, and he was, and he wasn't last year. So that's why I was good to see him flourish because he would not have gotten that chance to shine next to LeBron. Dude, he's so. he's 22 years old. We forget how young these guys are. And it's I'm it's crazy. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying it was a bad trade. I'm just saying. As a Laker fan, I was really high on, really high on Ingram out of college. My guy, really high. thank you. I don't know about you. I was high. Like, on, I was definitely high on Bi, but I also really wanted Lonzo to be good just because of how much press that he generated. Hype. Uh, yeah, I honestly, I just really wanted Lonzo to be good because, like, the first tournament I I played in AAU down in LA, uh, I played the Ball Brothers. Um, and so, and so it was, it was the first, first game of the pool, pool play. It, it was, it was ridiculous. I don't know how we got into this pool, but it was like us, Arizona power. And like, I forgot who it was. It was like team takeover or something like that. I forgot. I don't know, but I don't know how we got into this pool. We be, ended up beating, we ended up, we ended up getting our ass kicked, um, <laughs> first year by like 40, 45, something. Bad. How many people were there? Like, uh, like just packed. Oh my god, it's crazy! Like when when those guys pulled up, you just had an automatic 400, 500 people, just like behind it. And it's like, wh- wh- where did they come from? Like, wh- have we ever? I seen, know they. I, have we ever seen a sports superstar like that family? As far as like teenagers are concerned, ever? I Is don't think so. Lamella was in sixth grade. The first Lamella time I heard about it. As a as a ten year old, it's insane. Uh, Alf- Alfred. Edwards, he said that he played the Ball Brothers in AAU 
when he was in like elementary school. Yeah. And he said he was watching a little Lamelo, what four or five years younger than his brothers, just cranking half court threes, even at wow. the porch. Alfred saw porch. everybody. Uh, yeah, it's all before everyone. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah. That's pretty he, cool. he said he just kind of remembered it once. Once they started blowing up, he's like, "Oh, I played against those motherfuckers." Oh shit, that's actually really cool. Yeah, dude, it's dope. That's really cool. What was it like playing them, Nate? <laughs> like, just, uh, just uh, well, the first like first year, I, first year I played him, I was sixteen. First year I played him, I was sixteen. Um, and I played him. It was it was really tough. Uh, I I also that year and neither were much many of my teammates we were just young just we, we weren't deep enough we, um so that was really yeah tough outing for everybody a couple ankles snapped a couple dogs you know goes goes that way um but the next year we played him it was it was way better because we had two shooters who like just shot out of their mind like my buddy my buddy made like 152 threes in a year he's like second in state history um oh. and he was he was on my team he had 38 and then this other dude, my boy guys, he, he had 42 um, and he went to Westmont. So they actually, we actually ended up beating him by six my second year. Uh, it was Melo, Leangelo, um, Eli Scott, uh, no Lonzo though, thank God. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was cool the second year. Uh, I liked that one a lot better. I didn't lose by 40. Um, but, but yeah, those guys are just, they're just unreal. Like you just, things they do, the way they make plays, their footwork. Um, things that just people take for granted. They're just so next level, and you see that when you play in firsthand. Mm. Especially at 16, but, man. I mean, it's just oh they were God. so advanced. Mello, Mello was 14. Yeah, four- Mello was 14 and gave us 32. <sighs> That's insane. Do you remember when Mello put up, what, 91? Or how, however much he put up? In 92. 92. He was 14. Or oh. 15. Yeah, he was 15. It was his first year by himself. Or I think Leangelo had just left, right? I think. Or maybe Leangelo was so on Mello, uh, Lonzo. Lonzo. Or no, no you're Lonzo right. Leangelo left, did. So, yeah, Leangelo. His first year is the only one. And he you're just right. went bonkers. And then he was like, uh, no, I want to have a shoe deal. And then just declined his amateur. <laughs> Decommitted from you. You really did say I want to have a shoe deal. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Then just swipe some shoes in China. No, and then he went yeah. to Angelo. Oh my! I remember how crazy that shit was. It was insane. How, yeah. How, how does that happen? Like, how does that happen? You you have the world. It would be Leangelo Ball too. It would be Leangelo Ball. It definitely would be Leangelo Ball for that to happen. Of course too. it is. Like, if Leangelo Ball just, had stayed at UCLA, he probably would have been fine. He probably would have had enough yeah. development to actually make. Oh, solid run at a at a draft pick, but yeah. since he decided to fuck it up there, and he probably would have been by like him fucking it up. Realistically, you know, late first yeah. rounder probably seems about right for him. By him fucking it up, then Mello was like, "Well, I got to stick with my fam because my dad's telling me to." So he decommits from UCLA, and then they both go to Lithuania. Imagine if, oh, imagine UCLA Lamelo Ball with how good he is right now, and if he had gotten to just play through high school. Oh, I'm not sure he would've... gets this good though. I'm not sure he gets this good. I'm not gonna lie. Like just out of the footage I saw overseas though, like oh, I don't yeah. want to say I don't want to say he chose the wrong route or the right route. Um, but I will say that that he's just he's so developed now. Like you can oh, tell yeah. he's been playing men for two years. You know, like that's, like that's, like, yeah, like yeah, this is this is like this isn't his first year out of high school. This isn't his first year playing D1 basketball. Like 
like his shoulders are bigger, his mentality, he just carries himself like just with with better, yeah, he's better signing boys. Like, come on. Tell LeVar take BBB. I mean, LeVar's doing okay with BBB, so damn near. Tell the, LeVar the, take it. Remember the, what was that league? The BBB league? Or the, uh, yeah. whatever the, the, the fuck that was ball. called? Yeah, yeah. The, JBL, JBL. Yeah. The JBL. The three on three, yeah. yeah. Bro, my boy asked me to go no, try out for the Stockton team. He <laughs> said three on three. <laughs> Dude, oh my God. <laughs> You're hella funny. Three on three. He well, said I mean, black top. <laughs> Listen, like, you look at guys like Luca, one of the best basketball players I've ever seen in my life. I actually mean that. Luca is not a super athlete. He's not. That's uh, at all, at all. And uh, my roommate and I were just talking about that the other day. It was like, I was, I was actually comparing Luca to LeBron at that point in his career. Um, in that, in that they both get what they want. Right. And just that, and just that. So they get to their spots and they get what they want. When LeBron wants to get to the rim, he's going to get to the rim. Yep. When Luca wants to attack a front foot and get a step back off, he's going to attack the front foot and get a step back oh, off. Yeah. Right. Like the, what they want is different. But it's 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 very few people that you see come into the league and and within one or two years really get what they want and get to their spots. And Luke and Luca has that man. He has that gift of just of the same vision with the same thing. Oh, LeBron yeah. just seeing the floor, the floor vision is just all of it. And just like how technically sound he is at twenty one. So European is, is he nineteen? That that's the European thing. Like, what if Luca played a year at Kansas? Is he the same yeah. player? I don't know. Maybe, but. I don't think so, man. I don't think so, man. It's I just some of his performances that he's put in have been insane. Like the the one where he hit the, the play, oh my god the, the buzzer beater against the uh, against the Clippers. He had like forty three. Yeah, he had forty three, nineteen, and sixteen or something like that. Bro, what she was. What, what? How what? is that even the stat line in, a, in, the, in, the, in the NBA play? On, on Kawhi and PG? On Kawhi yeah. and PG? And guys, it doesn't and, make sense. And this is where people make it are make sense. And this is where people have like started to get to on Luca. When he does this, people aren't even shocked anymore. <laughs> like, let's not forget how hard 45 is. 45, is, that is not easy to score 45 points. Just not. No. Against those guys, man, this is the best era of basketball, defensively, offensively, whatever you want to say. There's the best athletes on the floor that have ever, ever even close to played in the game. Not and, even a question. And, 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 he's, and, and he's going through seven foot sets of trees bro yeah and just and just finishing and getting whatever he wants off and it's just yeah the dude sees the floor so well it's stupid it's a cheat code he may not be super athletic like i think his speed rating and 2k is just abysmal like it's it's not that good (laughs) but he got he's got the crossovers he's got the moves he's got the uh, and dude, like that's why when people say like, "Oh, Larry Bird was just a plumber playing basketball," <laughs> say, like, dude, no, Larry Bird is one of the sturdiest yes. basketball players. And people, a perfect example yeah. of of guys that maybe look unathletic but are just amazing basketball players being able to perform at an extremely high level because they're just yes. so technical and advanced in basketball IQ, and it's. It's a pleasure to watch for sure. It, it is a pleasure to watch. And that's the thing about basketball is there's so many freak athletes out there when like some guy comes around like Luca or Larry, that's just not that freak where people kind of go just like, oh, all right, whatever, like, <laughs> yeah, he's good, but he's not, a, he's not a superior athlete. I'm not going to put you in that same category. It's like, listen, 
He's fucking scoring, man. He's doing everything you need on a basketball court, and he's he's getting better at defense too. If you've watched some of those games, he's Completely. getting better. Yeah, he's getting a lot, and he's twenty years old. I don't even know if he's twenty one yet. I mean, I, yeah, that's what I was saying. For, Can't even order a drink and has ten thousand bad bitches. Yeah, how old is Luka Doncic? People who people who like rate athletes on the internet, it's like 21. they go. He's twenty one years old. He turned twenty one in February. He's a ninety nine kid. Couldn't even have a drink. Couldn't even Couldn't have, have a drink till February. Couldn't was have a drink working around men. He was having MVP conversations last. Like remember when the season just started and he was going off. He was having MVP conversations, and he couldn't even go out to drink after. It's crazy. Who do you even compare him to? I I have not found one player I've, I can compare Luka to, and I've tried. Larry's the closest one. If, if you're get, if you're putting everything into perspective, three point shooting. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, finishing at the rim and athleticism, I think Larry Bird is the closest one. I thought of Tracy McGrady a little bit. I think Tracy was a little bit more athletic. T-Mac had a little bit more hops for sure. A little more hops for sure, yeah. It's 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 so tough. It's so tough because Luca Luca walks the balance and the line so well between finesse um and and being able to pass the ball, being able to rebound the ball, um being able to affect the game in so many ways that it's 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 really tough, especially at the height he is to find a comparison because he relies so much on his jumper too. Mm. You know, like he like he's like he's six seven, you can't compare him to a super athletic like LeBron. No. And and you and you can't and you can't because Larry, Larry Bird wasn't shooting step backs and shit like Luca is like Lucas is revolutionizing the game in so yeah. many ways. See, I think you don't even real really don't even need to compare him to anybody. He's just his own guy. It's like, crazy. It's really, it's really it's no crazy. Need. You can't. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Isn't it weird how like trendy it is to compare people these days on Twitter or oh, Instagram, yeah. whatever? It's just like I, my it's gosh, like, for this, like for this, like it's a constant battle to see who's better than and it's, it's always people who you can never compare. I mean, like, I don't know. Are you guys like the MJ LeBron debate? It is so overblown where it's like, I almost get sick to like chiming to like, I had to I literally do. debate this with a coworker the other day. He was I like, do it's better LeBron or Jordan. I'm like, dude, I'm not having this conversation. It's like, I've had it 10 times. I get to the same conclusion every time it gets nowhere. They're two goats. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, there, yeah. It's and even that's, you know, that's really what dance, it is, man. It's really what it is. Yeah, if the last dance didn't open your eyes to the differences between LeBron and MJ and how they both should be respected in every shape of every shape of shape or form, then you're not really listening if you're not seeing that. It's, no, you gotta respect them, and then you gotta and then taking in Kobe into account, who's 
some people, a lot of people say Kobe's their goat just because of strict fan uh, appreciation and bias. But I mean, you, you really can't compare those guys. I mean, they may have similarities when it comes to championships or scoring or assists, but they're different basketball players and they've all had effects on the game that are seismic throughout the league. Mm. And below that, like completely, even guys completely. like Steph, like, and- Steph Curry, ever since that man's been shooting threes like that, you see kids that are just want to do nothing but shoot threes, and they're six years old. Like, it's, is there any is there any guy who's changed basketball more than Steph? No, ever. No, because no. uh, the, the game is today with this type of shooting. Who did it? Okay, Steph? I will say. I, okay, I I will I will say the only argument I have there is Kareem. They did change the rules for this man. They they went and rewrote the rule book for the guy. Um, cause dude caused centers for the rest of the for another 30, 40 years to be shooting hook shots, right? Yeah, um, Kareem. Like remember they when he was in when he was at UCLA, they, they were at UCLA. He wasn't allowed to the, the NCAA banned dunking because he was just yeah, dunking bro. Like all these small ass. They changed kids. the rules. Yeah, you got a point. You got a point for sure. Like, well, like think about 19, like 1960, it. like 1965 college basketball, like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at seven foot against these like scrawny guys from Indiana, like your tallest guy six four. And it's and it's hilarious because the irony of that is today it's the other way around, right? You see, you see all these Kareems, and they're not all these Kareems, but you see all these seven footers, all these six eleven guys on NBA teams and college teams. And then when a when a obviously steps in scrawny, but I mean for lack of a better term, comparing to LeBron, Steph's pretty scrawny. So yeah, we'll call him scrawny. Um, and then you got a scrawny guy like Steph coming in, just jacking forty footers, thirty five footers. And I would say it's honestly doing the same thing that created the game that that Steph is doing to the game now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Will too. I mean, Will Chamberlain was right there uh, with with Kareem. A bunch of small people, and then here goes Kareem. Uh, what I say? Where did you lose me? No, I was just saying Wilt's right there with Kareem, like hand in hand, like as far as big guys. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Wilt Huge. was insane. Hugely. Wilt's just a legend off the court, too. Like, what? He's mythical in a lot of Some sense. Books I've read about Wilt Chamberlain. He's he's exactly mythical. Bo Jackson type mythical. Yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. And he died pretty young, too. Well, not died in the yeah. same but still. Kind of out of nowhere. Well, do yeah, you, yeah. When you guys sure. see like, like when was like Jokic is doing like a sky hook, like he's been. I don't know if you've been watching some Nuggets games. Like he's been bringing the sky hook back. But it, listen, basketball the way it's played now, it's fun. I don't know if like the James Harden style of basketball. It's just tough for me to watch. I under like I get his greatness. It's tough. I mean, like m- there's something super pleasing about watching a team move a basketball effectively. Like whether it's yes. triangle, just pick an offense. Just something, just something effective that everyone's on the same page and they're meshing. And it's like, you know, it's like a team working. But then when you see like, and listen, no one moves on the basketball court more than Steph. Like Steph is moving just consistently twenty. Track me, just like all he's running the track meet, bro. Yeah, Dude, so I'm, he gets, I'm not putting I'm not yeah. putting Steph into this category of like boring basketball because I think James Harden's to blame for that. And do dude, dude, young kids look up to James Harden. I think. I think people see James Harden scoring 50 on Twitter and they're like, damn, that's pretty cool. If I just hold the ball and shoot it, okay, that could be me. Yeah. I don't like James Harden play style at all. 
And I think it made me realize why, why I love sports in a deeper sense. And it is exactly what you just said, that team aspect. I had never really thought about that before James Harden. So I definitely have him to thank for that. Um, but it's, Thanks, James. it's just, I, yeah, I guess, <laughs> but I don't know. I just can't see it. Just, it's just not, it's not fun for me. You know, like it's not, it's not cool to watch. It's, it's stagnant. Yeah. It's, it's, but but at the same time, the dude is first in every offensive metric. And I mean, you look at you look at efficiency, field goal percentage is not great, but advanced metrics, not bad. Yeah, I mean, you know, so it's like, line. and if if you're getting to the line that much, you're you're affecting teams in bigger ways than just what shows in the stat sheet. Even though the stat sheet is still blown up, but like it's people like Absolutely. him that allows PJ Tucker to play center because right. they're able to have that type of um, true just flow and uh it's just it's crazy to watch but at the same time it's really frustrating because you're like this isn't how basketball i'm just watching and it's it's like it reminds me of like a shack so in the bubble Yep. Well, don't don't you guys think James is in that similar category as Giannis? Whereas, like, if you have a coach that's like defensively minded, you can stop James Harden if you want to, especially with how that team plays. Like, if you take the ball at James Harden's hand, Russell Westbrook, he's a good basketball player. He's not a great shooter. He's just not. So, who do you go to next? Yeah, he's. That's where I am on the Eric Gordon down there. I guess. <laughs> I guess Eric Gordon. That's why. Ever since. Right, like I mean, we watched the Heat. I mean, the Heat just stopped yeah. Giannis like it was nothing. No, you're not Best wrong. You're not world. wrong at all. Like I, we we got a we have like three hours of audio that we haven't posted yet. That's super behind where we talked about Giannis and stuff that just needs to get up. But we all agree, <laughs> like Giannis is good enough. Yes, but you can stop him, and it's relatively easy. Not easy in the sense that it's like you just throw some guys out there and you're going to get it done. But if you're executing and you're like your coach and everyone's on the same page, you can stop a guy like that. Especially when if you got a guy like Chris Milton who's not shooting great, then what? And that's where the Rockets are, where you have like one main guy and like a little supporting cast. You take the one guy out, what does the supporting cast even mean at that point? If they can't carry it, if you have that's enough. Why, trust. Hey, and the supporting cast has to support to be a supporting that's, cast as well. That's, so. yeah. that's why <laughs> the story of the Rockets has been so different than the Warriors dynasty was. Because that supporting cast behind, like you can say Steph Curry was the helm of that team. The supporting cast, even adding Kevin Durant, the chemistry that they all had, was why they won so many games. Okay, so okay, okay, so yeah, for sure, that's that's no doubt. I will say though, once they got KD, they were the only team in NBA history you had three people who could give you thirty and a half. You know, like and 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 I'm pretty sure all three of them probably have had. Have had five and a quarter, you know, like so. You're so you're looking at three of arguably the three three of the best shooters efficiency wise of all time, and then really the best all around scorer of all time who can just hurt you in the most abundance of ways, and you can't do anything about it. And Kevin Durant, and then you 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 just had three people who just put the and ball on the Clay. floor, and then Don't you had other Clay. guys who knew their roles, bro, and played What's their up, role. Clay. That's that's what I'm saying, Clay. Clay, 37 and a quarter, bro. I ain't, ain't nobody forgetting Clay. It's for us. It's the Kings, baby. <laughs> I know, man. I'm just De'Aaron Fox hype train, man. Get him some help, please. Man please for man, though. get him some I mean, help. That Warriors team with Durant, man for man, probably the best basketball team of all time. Probably. I, I, I think. think it's very – I think – I think – yeah. 
Not a crazy argument. That's for damn sure. That's not at all. I mean, they won 73 games. 73. That's not even with Durant. That's not even with Durant. They lost nine games. They won 73 without Kevin Durant. (laughs) Yeah. You added that team. I mean, sure. I mean, Kevin Durant added a little bit of a – I feel like – I mean, there's always going to be egos on teams. There's always going to be – like especially in a, t- a sport like basketball where one guy can dominate a game and win the game. Oh, yeah. There's always going to be egos. That's why we ran somebody like Kevin Durant who wasn't really in the team flow. It's why they mess up a little bit. They still won, I don't even know, 65 games the following year with with that new piece. It's that it's one of the craziest things we'll ever see. And we were all yeah. so caught up in hating them. Mm. We weren't really appreciating the greatness that was kind of being shown on the court, and I feel like I feel like that's why like Steph Curry gets a lot of hate. Of course, Kevin Durant does, but I feel like it was it was really fun to watch sometimes, just to see how the game was changing in front of our eyes and how had them and the Cavs are going back to back. Isn't that crazy. Isn't that weird that mindset that sports fans have? Because it's it's every sports fan. Like when anyone's too good, we always hate them. The Yankees, yeah. you know, Cowboys, mandatory Steelers, Dodgers. Just name it. Like the good teams, people hate them. But it's like you, like you said, Brad. You step back and now, and we kind of like we've removed ourselves from the Warriors. I've had a bad year, and it's like holy fuck, man. Like that was the greatest basketball team I've ever witnessed, and I just spent my time hating on them. Yeah. That's really what it is, too. And it's and and if and. and and since 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 I was, I think I think they also kind of taught me that lesson of that of of really just appreciating greatness rather than rather than what we were talking about earlier. Going to that is comparing, you know, and like and like comparison is thief of joy. Like I've I've heard that forever, but like I never really like applied it to the sports world, right? Because like you think about like applying comparison as the thief of joy to the sports world, you're like, okay, like relax, right? Like relax. It's not that serious. It's not that serious. But it really is when you're really just trying to sit back and enjoy enjoy an event as a as a sports purist, you know. Mm. No, for sure. Especially especially when you played sports in the past. And listen, I only played up to high school, but it's like when you understand how much preparation goes into being great. Oh yeah. I mean, it's just so impressive. Like a guy like Joe Montana, for example, kind of older, but I mean, in the eight like eighties football, with how physical eighties football is. To win five Super Bowl rings in the 80s, I mean, there's one Joe Montana. There's one Joe Montana. And then when you think of 80s football, you think of Joe Montana. That's just the way it goes. If you're thinking of quarterbacks, like there's not even a guy who comes even close. Not Mm -hmm. in the 80s, not even. Yeah. And then he was replaced by a guy that was – that 49ers dynasty in the 80s and 90s, Steve Young and Joe Montana. That's what you think of. You think of – you think of uh, the '80s and the '90s. You think of Jerry Rice, Joe Montana, Steve Young, and yeah. then a bunch of other random ass seasons in there. I mean, that's just the greatness that is Ronnie Lott, Tina Turner. Oh yeah, yeah. But I mean, like being great is not. It's just not easy. There's a reason very few people are great. That's just the way it is. And I'm. It's I, the consistency it's, factor. It's the consistency factor, and especially with sports, with how physically demanding. Like football, for example, Brad. Like what you're doing is fucking difficult, man. And like I realize that, and not and not a lot of people probably get that. You know, like people our age who are just going through the motions in college. Like, okay, all right, Brad's playing football. Like, cool. Like, <laughs> like dude, it's fucking tough to play college football, man. Yeah, it's, it's not easy. Fine. It's grind. It's physical. It's like, and there's a reason. Like a very few select 
like make it to the next level and like play professional football at least for a couple years. Like, isn't the yeah. average NFL stint like a year and a half, two years, like, just because there's so many yes, people in and yeah, out? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's. The, I think the average is just uh, the average. I mean, the the average of like those first four years. It's usually like a year. Like you're not yeah. you're not you're not making it past those first four unless you're you bring a lot to the table and. That's why it's just crazy to think about in retrospect how much work goes into not necessarily getting to the to to the next level, but just being that good at any sport in general. It's, being yeah. that good, man, is it's it's so tough. It's so tough because it's like the, it's like that curve, right? It's like you're going up. Kind of think of it like a bell curve. I think it's 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 really easy to get good, man, and it's yeah. so so hard to be great. And think of all of the, like, for sports, for example, like the super athletes who just never made it. I mean, there's a million out there. You know, there's, you know, there's a hundred guys we could, like, we'd probably have to research it, but a hundred guys we go like, holy fuck, that guy didn't make it? Like, that guy with that talent, like guys we knew through high school or just people we watched, whatever. I mean, like, the chances of making it and being great, it's so slim. And that's why it's so like with those slim. Warriors team where I got to step back and go, man, that's pretty awesome. Like, what they did is just, for me to hate on that would just be a disservice to myself. It's yeah. yeah 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 it's just the odds it's, man. It's, just, it. it's just exactly and it's just the odds of uh, it's the odds of all those stars lining up of all those guys staying healthy of all those guys getting drafted in the right place and mm. of of the of the warriors having a phenomenal front office and supporting community around them getting steve kerr yeah. and then and steve. then just just putting all the right pieces together to make that product is just there's so much that goes into that and it's and it's unreal how much has to connect so much does and some of it's luck you know some of it's completely. luck. completely getting clay completely. like post lottery i mean what are the Draymond chances of green Draymond, Draymond green that, i mean steph fell to nine yeah you gotta be able to capitalize on the luck that you're given the cards that you're johnny dealt. flynn went before steph could yeah. have been the kings man yeah could have so, been the kings could have been the kings yeah who did you guys take don't even want to talk about it, man. I don't know. Had a lot of bad draft picks over the years. Had yeah. a lot of bad draft picks over the years. It's management, though, right? Don't you have an owner that's just... Or is it the yeah, general Vlade. Vlade's to the crib. Vlade got the boot. He needed, <laughs> yeah. it. he needed it. He didn't draft Luca because he didn't like his dad. Really? Can you believe this? Can you oh, believe you this? Know I remember that. That's right. That's crazy. Alec, I was about to go fight him. I was about to go pull up to his house, man. <laughs> I was upset. I was hurt. Really screamed at the corner. Well, you guys took uh, that Duke kid. And I already forgot his name. I'm sorry. Harry, man. Harry Giles. No, 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 not Giles. The one you took too, right after uh, Markel, right? No, no, excuse me. Um, the one he has, he's out with a knee injury right now. Oh, Marvin, 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 Mar- Marvin. Is he gonna be okay? Marvin Bagley. 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 I hope Marvin Bagley's okay because his potential is really, really high. But yeah, I just, I don't. I don't know, man. You, again, we forget how young these guys are, right? Like two, three years ago, like 10, 15 19. years ago is different than two, three years now, you know? Yeah, like two, I mean, three years in the league, you're still, you're still 21, like 21, 22. Like there's yeah, still so much time for you to be good. Easily. Think of all the players that like, like going back to what Alex said about how um, so, like, so many people don't make it. You guys remember on the Suns, Josh Jackson? 
coming yeah, out of course. Kansas. Best two-way player in the draft. That man was. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then now this man's I, – I remember I was like, oh, I forgot about this guy because the Suns are playing all right. And I was like, all right, let me check. Let, let's check the roster. Yeah. Like, see yeah. Nah. No no I mean, he's in the G League. Oh, man, was in the G League. He's with that's, Memphis now. He's with Memphis. I know. Yeah, that's right. Was, yeah, Derek Jones Jr. How about uh, that guy? Yeah. Yeah. How about freak that athlete, guy? Though. Freak athlete. Six, six eleven double windmills. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Can't play? Like, what? What also, is going on? Also, let me defend like these guys, like Josh Jackson. I mean, dude, these these people are they are human. This is a tough sport. Um, oh yeah. I, I mean, and it's listen, it's the draft. Like anything can happen. These guys aren't guaranteed. Just because every no. single analyst said Josh Jackson is the best two way player and he's going to be a superstar doesn't mean it's going to happen. It's sad that it didn't. God, I want Josh Jackson to be good. And he's, I know Me he's had too, some man. legal issues too. I know he's had some legal issues, and that's that's hurt him. But I mean, the last thing, dude, like sports fans that want to see athletes fail, and sometimes we joke about like why that. No, none of us actually want to see these guys fail. Like, no, man, fail. nobody. No. You know what I mean? And I mean, and I mean, if you do again, as you said, you're doing yourself a disservice by number one, even watching the game, and number two, by by hating on things that are outside of your control and have no has nothing over you. You know, like just why? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Just not your world. People nah. like just in, interjecting into other people's worlds and placing themselves in it, trying to live through them. It's you know any anything to live vicariously through someone, I guess. Huh? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's tough. What do you guys think about Markel Fultz? I'm, okay, all right. Again, my roommate and I were just talking about this. So, Markel, man, Markel <laughs> is. I I wanted Markel to be good so bad. I thought he was going to be so good. DMV boy coming out of Washington. <laughs> I watched him play at Washington. This dude's nice. Like, what? We're going to have another superstar in the NBA. He's going to be chilling. I thought he was going to be Jamal. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This man just can't shoot, man. He was he was pretty good on the magic, but I mean he's not he's 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 gonna be a mid tier guy for his career if he doesn't get a it, jumper. Well it sounds like that injury he had was like yeah, pretty long term. It seems like because yeah. he he doesn't, um, he doesn't have that shooting form anymore. It's just different. Made him have to reshoot everything. And the Re- weird part about it was, was he, were the expectations even high for him out of college? Because like I knew oh, he, yeah. Were they? Yeah. Sky high. Yeah, dude, that man, they knew because they were saying that this man had the complete package that we hadn't seen since, like, Russell Westbrook or any of those other type of guys because he had bounce and Mm. he had a stroke. And when he was at at UW, he was was playing his ass off. He was just hopping. I think he he got the yips, man. The yips are a real thing. Like, remember, uh, I mean – We've seen countless stories of the yips, and but some are more severe than the than others. Like um, Saltamakia, the catcher for the yeah, yeah. Red Sox, I think, Just when he literally head. couldn't he couldn't yeah. throw it back. We got John yeah. Lester on the Cubs who couldn't throw to first base <laughs> yeah. on a pickoff. Like it, that's just that's just shit that happens. And Markel Fultz got that. I think it all sent. Remember the training camp was talking about how his free throws 
weren't really uh, shooting it well. And then when and the videos like, were bad. Remember right when he was yeah, the videos were really bad. bad, really bad. He was like pausing up top and shit. It was like, what are you? It looks like Chuck Hayes. He's, he's come a long way. That's How really defeating easy. must that be though? Because when you're as like when you're as talented as Mark Hill and you've been that good for that long, it's like. This is probably his first time ever having the yips, and he's on the biggest stage in like the most critical moment of his life. Like, what does that even feel like? It's honestly for imagine. him. Honestly, for him, he might feel way better now than he did two, three years ago because he was rock bottom like two years ago, like year and a half ago. This dude could not hoop. Like, he was like five points a game, three points a game. Yeah. Now it's it's honestly kind of an emergence. Um, if you will, I don't, again, nobody really knows what his ceiling is, but I, I mean, hopefully, hopefully the guy figures it out and goes crazy. Um, yeah. which I mean, I think, I think he still has the potential to do. I mean, call me, call me crazy or an optimist, but I mean, I just saw what that dude did at UW and yeah, you know, it's know. there, you know, it's I know there. it's there. It I know it's there. Yeah. I know it's there. I saw it with my own eyes. Yeah. I'm just not, don't like what I'm looking at now, you know, like, I'm just, I don't know. Like Mark Hill's not a guy you can build around. Obviously, let's say let's say how Mark Hill is playing right now is like what we're going to get for the next five years. Can you accept that a point guard? I mean, like you look at the really good basketball teams; they have good point guards. It's just how the league's going. I remember, yeah, like a triple double this year, and uh, or a couple of them. I, I, I know he at least had one. Because I remember the stat lines. Like he's still he's 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 bounced back a long way, but I mean, it's not at starting point guard, former number, number overall one, number one overall pick status. I mean, he's, he's just not at the same expectations. Yeah. And if you, if we can change our expectations of what we think he's going to be, then that's, that's the, then you can be happy for him. And that's all that really matters at this point. But like off the bench, like, does that seem reasonable? Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's tough thinking of him as a uh, a guy that's just going to be coming off the bench. I know, um, but it feels like it kind of. For yeah. me, I mean, I'm gonna look at his. I'm gonna look at his stat line real quick. All right, tell me this good. See, see exactly. What I he honestly, was, what I, he's I think like a. Year. I think like a realistic expectation is like a really good six man backup point guard. Hmm. So like kind of like, like a Dennis Schroeder type, right? Okay. Yeah. Like so like like so like somebody somebody who's gonna come in, they can give you twenty in a night, right? They can, they'll give you that probably once every five, five, ten games. Um, but they're probably gonna give you about ten, five, and five, right? Hmm. Yeah. And I and I and the uh, expectation for him. Yeah, in the playoffs this year, he averaged in those in those five games against the Bucks, he averaged twelve points a game. Four fouls a game, one steal, five point two assists, and two rebounds. But he's shooting eighty five percent, eighty five percent from the line. Not horrible. Thirty seven percent from from deep. But thirty seven percent from deep in the playoffs. Okay, listen. But he this was, is what I'm going to say. 20, he was twenty six percent. This is okay. Moving forward. I'm done trying to judge these like 21 year olds. It's just not worth it. It's just it's not worth it. At it's, all. Just, it's just not worth it. It's, I it's think not. we just got to we just got to give these guys five years before we can even say anything. Because I feel like why, I would have said this so about PI in 2017, 2018. There's so many guys really just are really good hoopers. There's so many of them now that really you just have to wait a few years to weed them out. Yeah, true. Agree with done, that. One and dones are crazy in the NBA. There's no other sport. 
Like uh, even in baseball, like sure you can get guys that drafted straight out of high school, but those guys most of the time go through two or three years of minor league ball before Is they're even considered to be brought up to spring tra- spring training. And of course, you still have those phenoms like Bryce Harper, Juan Soto, um, all those. Yeah, Trout, of course, those guys that are phenoms and are figured out to be very oh, good right away. And the same thing happens in the NBA. Like we had LeBron James, we had uh, Dwight Howard. Those those guys were drafted out of high school and were studs. But at the same time, expecting all of these 19, 20-year-olds to be that good after one year of college ball is just unrealistic. And I mean, yeah. that's why that development is so crucial when you're playing against guys that have been at 10 years in the league in whatever right. league that is. Yeah, I always think about, like, what if Dame would have came out after, like, one year in college? At Weber? It would have happened. Weber State? Weber State? No way. No way. (laughs) Like, would Dame even still be in the league if he did, like, one year of college, came out, like, had, like, three bad years, three average years off the bench? What if he just got kicked aside and, like, no one, like, he's a late first rounder anyways? Dude, that man played games in my university's gym, and no one really knew who he was. Like, it's just what... It's just what happens. Like you, he went it, to Weber, right? Or was Weber. that CJ? Weber? No, yeah, he went to Weber State. Yeah. yeah. Man, he's good. <laughs> Facts. I would love Facts. to have Dave Lillard on. That's a loyal guy, right there. That's a guy that's not going to leave Portland. I respect the fuck out of that. Bro, he's just so. I'm a NorCal baby, man. I love the Bay Area, but that man is so Oakland. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. Oakland, bro. Oh yeah. Who is- I, just, I, I, I love the whole mindset, the whole down-to-earth mindset, the whole I'm going to go work my ass off and get mine because I work for it attitude, yeah. right? N- none of the prima donna shit, none of that, bro. Like, it's that's a, that's a blue-collar boy working a white-collar oh, yeah. job. That's what that is. That's just the guy that goes to work. And, like, he doesn't talk too much, but when he talks, it's he's – You better listen. <laughs> you better listen, yeah, because you probably just got schooled. But him and Marshawn, yeah. right? Those are, like, the two Oakland athletes, one and two probably. Probably, who like epitomized the city the most? If probably, I had to guess, probably man, that dude's Oakland. Yeah, o- Oakland's had Oakland's had a few though, man. Yeah, they have. Nate, what about actually? I'm going back to like the Ball family real quick. How many like really super talented people did you see through AA- AAU that just like never got any recognition? That you were just like, damn, that like that. No one talked about this guy. This guy was a this guy was a monster. I saw this like, dude play for some team in Arizona. He was 6'9", had like 43-inch vert, um, was knocking down shots. I think he went like four for seven from three on us. Um, hit us with a windmill in the fast break. And I think he had like 12, 13, 2 off or something like that. I was like, what? This is crazy. I look him up a year later. I can't even find him on the internet. I was like, what's going on? Like, what? Like, he, something must have happened, but I don't know. And I've, I've seen... And I there's saw, millions of those people, but I saw quite a few of those people when I played at you, man. I was I was lucky enough to play with an Adidas team, and we saw a lot of a lot of people <laughs> that were really really good that I've just never heard of. <laughs> that was one of the things that bothered me about that era when the Ball family, and it wasn't their fault, wasn't like wasn't the family's fault that they were getting all the coverage, but like the entire basketball community is going to donate all of their resources to like watching three kids play. Maybe there's like a couple more and we're like not going to watch anyone else or like give anyone else any type of credit. Yeah, there's like so many kids out there grinding who are probably, I don't know if they're more talented than the Ball family, but they deserve at least something on Twitter, Instagram. Like, hey, check this guy out. You know what I mean? 
like especially in that LA area too like if you're talking about hubs for athletes like Los Angeles County like Los, Los Angeles County San Bernardino all those counties yeah. around there are arguably you're, you're looking at the best athletes the nation really has to offer you're looking at those LA areas you're looking at you're looking at Texas you're looking at Florida you're looking at Georgia yeah and and most of California's reps are either coming from the Bay or they're coming from LA um and and then especially in that area it's a complete complete disservice to so many kids who are it is really, yeah. really damn good it oh, is yeah, across every sport that's the, yeah that's the second side of the coin like those since there's so much focus on those big markets sometimes people get passed over like perfect example mike trout played in new jersey and everyone said new jersey's not a year-round baseball place so he wasn't able to get a whole lot of looks wasn't playing winter ball wasn't playing fall ball and then so he the only guy that shows up to the first televised draft or where they're in person, the only guy that shows up gets drafted in the first round. Now look where he is. Probably the greatest baseball player of all time. I really think so. Maybe. I'm, I'm with you. He's my, he's, he's my LeBron James for baseball, and it fucking sucks. Oh, yeah. Play with anybody good. His stats are – I mean, he's on pace for better numbers than Barry Bonds. Yeah. Without steroids. Without steroids. With Willie yeah. Mays slash Barry Bonds, damn it. I mean, Dude, maybe the balls are juiced a little bit, but still it's like – I it it's very odd being in a moment where you're like you can objectively say I think I'm watching the greatest baseball player of all time right now, and it's kind of freaky. It's almost spooky. It it's like I'm seeing this with my own eyes. It's what people thought about Babe Ruth, like people in the 20s who went to go see the Yankees. Yeah. It's the exact same thing. It's pretty close, I think. Yeah, that's what my dad thought about Mickey Mantle. Yeah, Mickey was great until he hurt yeah, his knee. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's well. That's just the thing about sports. If you're good, they're gonna find you. There's bottom so line. And there, but the thing is, is, there's so much greatness out there, man. That we're 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 coming to a period now where it's like, it's like you're kind of like on a on a graph, right? You're kind of mm. you're seeing you're seeing two lines intersect, um, and you're seeing the you're seeing the talent pool go up, but you're also seeing the you're seeing the amount of spots stay the same, mm. right? So, right. so so now you're you're just seeing people that really have to be that much better to get the same looks mm. that people did a generation ago. You so know, we just have a surplus of talented people, you think? I, it's exactly what I think it is. I, I think that we have a major surplus of talented people. Um, wow. What, in the, and especially in the athletic realm. Um, I, see, I, I think, we, I think I, I've seen a lot of that personally. Like, if I, like I, saw, I saw a dude, he would have he gone D1 in basketball if it was 10, 15 years earlier. Because I saw the squads. I've seen, I've seen the squads who played D1 basketball 10, 15 years ago, and I've seen the squads mm-hmm. who played D1 now. Like if you put the team, the, if you put the Duke team now versus the Duke team in two thousand four, the Duke team now is going to make the Duke team in two thousand four look like they haven't played basketball. They're going to beat them by twenty. They're going to beat them by twenty five. Yeah, that's how it's going to be. Even if you're even if you're talking Grant Hill, John Schneider. Okay, well, okay, Grant Hill, uh, go go ahead and guard Cam Reddish. Um, yeah, <laughs> good luck. Yeah, in college. Okay, like good luck. All right, yeah, like all right, go ahead and guard Zion. You know, like it's it's just not going to happen. Like. It's so different now, the time, and there's so much talent. Yeah, it's like it's like with college football in like the 70s and 80s. Like there were a very select few of like ultra talented. It was like Herschel Walker and Bo Jackson was out there. You know, you had like Marcus Allen. There were some other guys, but you know, the number of like like guys you looked at and was like, oh man, that's gonna be a Hall of Famer it was very slim. Now you watch it just watch SEC football, you you can see like 10 Herschel Walkers on the field at once. Not saying they're going to be as great as Herschel Walker, but it's like adding to your point where it's like, fuck, man, there's a lot of talented people out there. <laughs> yeah. Just bodies. Just 
bodies out there and you're like is that right oh. brad or no you're actually oh I'm, okay here's the thing um i remember the first time i was really uh exposed to that was my junior year when uh, uh your your senior year uh yes. fucking rev game jalen phillips that man whooped yeah. me and uh so i gave up that man was the number one player in the nation that was at he the was uh, u of three- field yeah I was in yeah. the end zone for that game. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I knew you were there. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, dude, the thing about this shit is, like, I was the first time I was really exposed to it. Like, I was honestly 6'5, 245, playing right tackle, going up a guy, against a guy who is 6'5, 255, with a lot more muscle, and runs a 4 or 5. This man's. Yeah, was, I, I, I called him. A, my dad called him a spider monkey. Like, yeah. and he's much stronger than me. Has much more muscle mass. And he was just a naturally gifted athlete. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> what the fuck am I supposed to do here? I was just. Star- I, I, everyone told me like, you gotta, you, you gotta treat this like it's a normal game. I'm like, bro, I don't give a fuck what you say. <laughs> this not is a normal, normal game. game. This is number not, one player in the nation. Normal, he, I, the, the, I gave up a sack like uh, in the second drive, and then. I gave up three more over the course of the game, and it was awful. That man also returned a punt for a touchdown that game. Yeah, we lost twenty-eight. We lost twenty-eight to fourteen, and he scored seven of those points. And they also had another punt return. Like, we, it was, dude, I yeah, mean, he's a yeah. he's a freak athlete. He's a freak, really. and now he's at Miami, which is dope because he used to like just wasn't place for him. But um, I remember after that, I was like, okay, I have faced. The literal best of the best that number one in the country. He was number one. Number one in the country. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I was like, I've faced the best of the best. Yeah. All I can do is go up from here. I was yeah. at rock bottom as a football player, but I was like, all I can do is go up from here. Exactly. And then, but man, I, I bet that you, you. I'm sure you were happy you had that game, right? Just like being able to experience that type of. Yeah, I remember just, that I remember, age is pretty cool. Yeah, it was we. It was the most nerve-wracking thing I'd ever been a part of in this in this game. But after that, I was like, okay, see, I know what the fuck I have to do. I know what the best of the best is going to do, and I know how I can stop that because I've been able to experience the, that. And so I never – I didn't give up a sack for the rest of my career. So I had, like, what, 15, 15 more games in, Damn, in high school. I didn't give up a single one. And then oh. um, I, uh, I remember um, – we had uh, Cajon my senior year, and they had the number one DN in California, Jeremiah Martin, who's now at Texas A&M. Yeah. Like that, I remember I frustrated that man to the brink of, <laughs> of anger. Yeah. He was getting so angry, and I was just like, hey, I've, I've been there and uh, come a long way. And so it's, it's just – it's crazy how many freak athletes you'll see mm-hmm. on the field. Like even when, yeah. when we're, we were playing – we played a D2 school this year, or, well, I guess last year. We played Lindenwood, their team from Missouri, and they came all the way up. Um, they even had some kids that you just are like, okay, that man's an athlete. Like, it's like what you were saying, a surplus of talent. It's just what – it's just yeah. everywhere. The, the, the amount of resources we have nowadays to be able to put those guys in a position to succeed and give them a platform is absolutely insane, and I love it. And that's yeah. a tremendous yeah. point. That's a tremendous oh, yeah. point by you. Is 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 just that the, the technology that we have to 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 make everybody that much better, to speed up recovery that much more, to 
we, we know how to target muscle groups now. We know how to target mm. certain muscles and just explosive, explosive type muscles and, and just slow twitch muscles and, and all that stuff that, that, that nobody had access to that, mm. that back in the day, you know, like, like, like Michael Jordan wasn't, wasn't going, go, coming straight from the game, going to the cryo, then going to get a massage, <laughs> then hitting weights, then putting <laughs> a very specific thing in his body. You know, no, Michael Jordan just went home, smoked a cigar and probably put some ice in his game. And you and you can't you you can't compare those two the, these two eras like that because all these freak athletes are getting this type of treatment and this type of nourishment and and they're in the gym just as much if not more because they know they have to be there they know they have to be there like Dennis Rodman was out on the strip okay Michael Jordan was trace, chasing <laughs> Dennis Rodman down the strip. <laughs> If that ever happened in the NBA today, it would be a tremendous scandal because you have so many people that are so good vying for yeah. spots like that. Yeah, there's got to be a bigger sense of urgency of, oh, man, if if I slip up just a little bit, I'm going to lose my job. Probably a lot less back then. Exactly. Completely. Hey, man, I, even, I, yeah, even I think about that. Like, I, I don't post shit on social media that I could usually because it's just uh, like we have so many different things like ncaa will figure out will be able to bust you for anything and so it's just it's it's a different time but at the same there's a lot of there's a lot of pros and uh, Mm. people that have been given a lot of opportunities because of these uh technological advancements that is it's just a blessing so great call call. i didn't didn't even enter my mind yeah dude i mean back in the day like like college football in like the 70s what do you think it was just bench squat, pull-ups, push-ups? Like there was probably a couple workouts people did. I mean, it was like the the different types of workouts you're doing where you're like targeting specific muscle groups like Nate said. It's just, I mean, you, what's your, what you have access? You're just on a different level right now. Different oh, yeah. level, man. Human performance is that uh, when it comes to athletically, it's at some of the best we've ever seen. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of uh, negatives that we've also seen because of like, fast food and uh, other type of unhealthy habits that weren't necessarily in our um, evolutionary growth as, as a species. Like, I mean, we were hunters and gatherers thousands of years ago and we were active. The amount of sugar right now for starters. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like right now, like obesity wasn't a problem. Obesity wasn't a problem before the 20th century. Like it just didn't happen. You were way too, you were doing way too much stuff. Active. Yeah. Active. active. You were, yeah. And now, but I mean, a lot of shit's changed, but I mean, understanding that is the first step in really being able to be healthy and productive in a, in a time where productivity is at such a premium. And, 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 and you got to, uh, and you got to care too. And that's, the, oh yeah. that's, the, that's the toughest part is, is, is as an individual person who knows that getting somebody, getting somebody to care mm-hmm. about things like that too, because they're like, bro, like, I don't care. I'm going to go eat my McDonald's, you know, like type thing and i mean I, I as an american as a damn near democratic libertarian i mean i i have to, I have to say do your thing i it's not my it's never my place to tell you ever yeah and shit like it's just so tough to watch you know yeah like you just look around you. and you're like bro this is so preventable like, and it's I so preventable study. it's so preventable i saw a study it was on the coronavirus and it was it was like something like 74 percent of coronavirus deaths could have been prevented by how many 74 74 percent of coronavirus deaths could have been prevented 
because of people not eating well in the past and stuff like that. And thus having autoimmune diseases caused by diet and stuff like that. It was completely wow. independent study. It was, it was, it was pretty, sure. pretty good study. Still pretty cool. Uh, but but I, Joe, I know Joe Rogan has said this a bunch and I think he's so right. I mean, how much promotion for health and like healthy immune systems have we heard since the coronavirus? I mean, we know the best way to combat this thing is being healthy. That's just it. It's the only thing we know right now that fights against coronavirus. I haven't heard anyone come out and say, all right, these are great foods that support a healthy immune system. This, 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 these types of vegetables, these types of fruit. I mean, I just haven't heard it been talked about. It's, it's, it's awful, man. And, and all, and all we hear is, all we hear is vaccine this, vaccine that. And we live in this era of trust, right? Everybody wants to trust scientists. Everybody wants to trust this. I haven't been given a reason to trust anything. Number one. Um, Why should we? Why should we? And number two, I've also, I, I thank God. I mean, I, I, I had a mom who really cared about it um, and kind of, kind of ignited a fire in me about it. But, but I mean, I had, I had somebody who really, who really cared about, about my health and, and the fact that I knew what I was putting in my body, mm. um, not just vaccine wise, or I mean, not just food wise, but also vaccine wise that, that applies mm. to anything across the board that would enter my body. Right. So yeah. the thing about the vaccine is Yes, I want to believe that whoever's making this vaccine is doing this to save the world. But also, I don't know the person who's making this thing. I don't know where the money's coming from. I don't know who's supporting this. I don't know what people are pouring their resources into this. I mean, if you want to, like, spell it out for me, yeah, I would love to read that. But it's not going to be there. It's just going to be, all right, here's the vaccine. Shoot all up, know, baby. All I know is coronavirus as a word was patented in the late 2010s. That's all I know. Really? So, as a I'm word. Pat- as a word, coronavirus was patented late. Well, it was also uh, coronavirus as a thing is is a broad Many term. Many strains. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's and, and the, that thing was in the. It's existed for right? Yeah, yeah, for that sure. thing has been. That's why it came from bats. Right. It's been that thing has been a virus in the animal kingdom forever. It's never yeah. really been able to develop to affect us. And mm-hmm. maybe we're just. It was just a perfect storm where, as a bad combination of bad health and stubbornness and everything that this era or society has given us like that's what a perfect storm like it affected the entire world mm-hmm. like it's, it's done that. stuff that we could have could have been prevented maybe i mean hindsight's 2020 of course but i mean if you think about it i mean there's plenty of plenty of times shits could have could have been prevented but yeah here we are, and we're going to be better. We're going to be better because of it. That's for sure. I mean, that's that's the goal, though, right? I mean, we like yeah. to think we learn from history, um, mm. but we have to. the the re- the reason that a whole global economy got 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 a coronavirus and got got put to a standstill was was because we have no safeguards in place. I mean, mm. it's and it, and it's and it's obviously tough to do. I mean, but I mean, you look at the plague, right? The reason the reason Rome suffered so many plagues was because their roads were so good. And it got transferred to every single part of the empire. And it's such a dual edged sword because we have that today as well. Like arguably we have some of the best trade routes, the best, the best, anything that we've ever had. I mean, the most efficient, the fastest, everything yeah. is an A point yeah. B. You have overnight shipping from Maine to Arizona, if you want to, right? Like, yeah. it's like that. That's, that's a great point. Man. It's insane. And it's just, it's crazy. We have so many more platforms for things to, for things to travel. Yeah. And the, the confusing thing is, is 
and listen, I love this country so much. God, I'm so happy I'm from this country and I want the best for it. Like, I mean, I follow people on Twitter who's, who just seem anti this country and it, I got to shake my head. You, I mean, God, this is a fucking awesome place to be from. It's so a, a, cool. It's first, I mean, it's a first world statement to say that you yeah. don't want to be born here. You know, like, yeah, we, don't, we don't have to worry about some missile hitting our village ever. at three in the morning uh, on on any given day. I mean, that's just not our reality. And we got to be lucky and we got to feel lucky about that. We have to. And a lot of people don't because, you know, man, it's it's a comfortable life here. It is for the vast the, majority of the people people have not other troops have not set foot on our ground yeah for the vast majority of the people in this country it's pretty comfortable it's a pretty cool place to be from and so with that being said why are we cracking right now why is there a fault in us in regards to this coronavirus thing because a country as advanced and that's come as far as us and for a lack of a better word as powerful as us man we should be able to combat this the great nations should be able to you know, a virus comes around with this and it's no big deal. Like, man, we're strong enough. Like we got, we got 50 lines of defense. We're ready to go, but it just didn't feel like that. And it's just confusing because I, I have a lot of faith in this country, but at the same time I don't. And I'm, and I want to trust it. God, I want this place to be the place where ever, I want this. I still believe in that American dream ideal. I do like, yeah. I, I, I think this is it. I think this is. I think the American dream is so fucking real. I just people I, know I, that, and people know that. People from other countries know that. Don't let's not let's not sugarcoat that. People know what America is a great place to be. There's reason so many people want to be here. There's a reason we have the highest immigration applicants in the world. There's a reason for that. There's oh a, yeah. Oh period. yeah. Like it's like yeah. Period. Like it's it's not even close. I mean, but to go back to your point. I mean, I, that, that's been one of my biggest qualms with politics, um, since, since I could be old enough to have qualms with politics, I suppose. Um, but is, is the fact that, that so much of politics is based on, um, is, is based on reaction and, mm. and none of it's really based on prevention, right? Like, no, like, like, because there's so many issues in the world and because we have so many people, we're always reacting to one thing to the next. We're reacting to coronavirus. We're reacting to this economy. We're reacting to all this. Instead of instead of taking preventative measures, because it's it's so hard to do, it's right. so hard to do. I mean, we it's can't, tough to have a plan. It's to tough to kill how much money we want plan. to send the American people. You know, like we can't we can't come to basic agreements. Like, but and yeah, this is like this is one of the toughest time it is to actually have a plan where people agree <laughs> with and believe in. It's yeah, a tough time difficult. to be in politics. <laughs> difficult, <laughs> very difficult. difficult. Tough time I mean, to be, yeah. I'm a I'm a political science major, and shit's shit's. You are, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, yeah. be rad. Yeah. Politics. What do you think yeah. about the two-party system? Uh, I think Great the, two, I mean, the two-party system, as in the grand scheme of things, it's got. You mean you can take it back hundreds of years, and it's it's got a lot of cons, and um, not many countries in the world have have this type of system where two parties dominate the entire political landscape like yeah. canada is like eight yeah like and but their voting system is completely different and we have one of the most like uh, most revolutionary forms of government that the world's ever seen like it's mm -hmm. it's a combination of so many different tests and trials that a bunch of old guys 250 years ago realized would uh bring a lot of good to um 
uh, to this uh, new land that they had recently <clears throat> become independent with. And there's been a lot of bumps in the road, of course, about where this, uh, um, where that government has stood, the and whether or not it's done its due diligence, which of course it hasn't in plenty of times, but. When it comes to the two-party system, I mean, even George Washington said that's not what he uh, envisioned for this country, and he advised against it in his uh, uh, presidential exit speech. I forgot what it was called, to be completely honest. But it was that's. It's just a really it can get really toxic because you're choosing one side over the other. Because you know, if you choose like something like the Green Party or uh, or the Tea Party or whatever that was all called. A Peace of, and like, freedom. You know, whatever. Yeah, it, you're yeah. you're not you're not making uh you're not making a difference. You're not you're not really you feel guilty because you're not really fulfilling your civic duty, which is picking one party and trying to get your candidate to right, right. to certain forms of government. And it, it's it's got some flaws, but at the same time, it's um it's paved the way for a lot of. Uh, change in this entire world and we should be happy about that yeah we like, should yeah uh, you can think of so many different constitutions after 1787 or 1789 mm. you think of so many that were structured to try and be as
it's where our country is here because of that stuff. And you have to realize that we did some fucked up stuff yes. and it is on us to realize that and be able to not necessarily move on, but always remember where we came from. And, but also remember the positives that have come out of mm. so many different experiences. Also, and, I, and I, and I think that, and I think that it's, it's definitely a big difference that our generation needs to understand. Um, between just throwing little imperialistic darts on Twitter, right? Um, mm. those, those quote a tweet and be like imperialism or whatever, right? And 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 you, and you see that, and it's just it's it's ridiculous because you, the people aren't able to set set aside issues and look at them differently. Mm. You're not you're not able to look at something and be like, okay, yeah, that was pretty fucking imperialistic. We did just buy land that wasn't ours for fifteen million dollars and we went and jacked their land and killed a bunch of people. It's exactly yeah. what we did, and that's history. Yeah, we can address that. However. We've done pretty well since then. All we have to do is acknowledge the fact of what we did and said, I mean, we, we paid our dues to the Indians. The Indians are getting paid for a long time now. It's really, they don't have to, they don't have to do much on the reservation, which is good, which is great. I mean, I think we just, it var- you're, you're right. It varies. There are some reservations who are in some pretty horrific spots and alcoholism and drug addiction. There's, there is a small percentage that are making a lot of money, Rich. but there, there is quite a bit that, that need attention to probably up, probably up near where Brad is actually. I'm sure there's, yeah. I mean, I went to the, actually went to the Coeur d'Alene casino. Coeur d'Alene is a, uh, it's the famous Northern Idaho lake and Coeur d'Alene is named after, um, it, it was the French name for the tribe that they encountered, um, after Lewis and Clark came through. And it was, it was their, it was their name for the, I forgot what the, they called themselves, but the wow. French translated it to Coeur d'Alene. And so they of course got imperialized and they've had the, they have a reservation up here and it's, it's dope to see cause they have a casino. They have the only golf course in the country that is purely ran by a, um, uh, on a native American reservation. And I, we played with my dad last weekend. It was one of the greatest experiences of my life. And, um, it's cool how, like as an example, we're able to realize our mistakes and kind of try and find reparations for it. But at the same time, there's plenty of, of tribes and groups that are still having a lot of trouble with coming to terms uh, with what happened in mm-hmm. the 19th century. And that's yeah. just crazy. And, and how, how could you not feel for them, man? I mean, it's, Period. it's a genocide of a culture, essentially. It's um It's it's pretty sad. I mean, you're asking an entire nation, multiple nations, you know, millions of people to, in a sense, forget their identity. I mean, you're moving them onto government subsidized land, but still, it's like, I mean, when you the only really, thing you can really compare it to, yeah, the only thing you can really compare it to is the Germany invading yeah, in France. Not, like the, yeah. all those, they were trying to tell those french people like this is not your culture anymore you gotta you're you're a german now or mm. to some extent like it's or even the soviet union with yeah, all, exactly. uh, all the same stuff thing. that they took over it's the same thing we just same have thing. put a different label on it and right. called it called it manifest destiny called it the oregon trail and mm-hmm. it's uh, it, you, you you hear so many stories about that stuff and there's just such a sinister um backstory to it and you 
it, it's all in the chase of the American dream, which is a real thing, but it's, yeah. it's gotta be understood completely to be able to be proud of who you are as an American. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, I have a close friend who's native American. Uh, actually saw him at the beach randomly when we got a drink just last week. And, uh, it's sad, man. He's a uh, half Puerto Rican and the other half's native American. And, uh, you could tell there's just something missing. Like they're just like deep down, there's just something missing. And it's, and I think it's, I think it's just an identity. Like, like Nate, I know you're Italian, right? Like, you know, people who are Italian who like have love for like the mother country. I mean, that's a powerful thing. Like going back to Italy, that's huge, man. Right. And uh, there's a lot of Native Americans who don't feel like they have a home. And that's, that's what I think it is. And it's, I don't know what you do about it. I don't have the answer. I just, uh, man, I feel for them. Yeah, man. I'm going to be honest. I've, uh, it's been a really good talk, but I think it's time for us to cut it close. And we're hitting three hours soon because i got some shit to do. So. <laughs> yep. Hey, sounds good, guys. It's, it's been a right, blast. Yeah, thanks for doing talk. this. Hey, we we got to do this again, us three. So we'll, we'll figure out a time. Or Adam. Yeah. We'll, we'll get everyone. Yeah, we'll get everyone. It's, it, this, was, this was a good talk for sure. Fun talking yeah. to you guys. All right, guys. Yeah, man. See you guys. Yeah, I'll see you guys. Bye-bye.